1: And the goal that we have is to provide our listeners the real facts and the real stats about our local market. Hey, it might be uh, cold and snowy someday in New Jersey, but warm and sunny here in the Central Valley of California. And that's much the way it is with real estate. And that's how this show actually got started 14 years ago. Um, John Oslin, the owner of KYNO said, you know, let's do a show about local real estate because it seems to be different everywhere. And most of the news we get, especially nowadays with social media, um, a lot of the news is not good. And they're talking about the market shifted. And as in fact, I received uh, an email from somebody that was selling data foreclosure data and they said we're about to be hit with a um, tidal wave uh, of foreclosures now I don't know how many people want to walk away from 30 to 50 percent equity (laughs) in their home but I mean if that's going to happen there's a whole lot more events that are going to have to happen in this world and um, so we're going to go over some stats today and to help me with it I have the world famous JT Contrastano of Real Brokers here. Good morning. Good morning, Don. You didn't realize you were world famous. Your eyes kind of popped up and you looked around like who else is here? Oh, that's
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure what I'm world famous for. I can't wait to find out.
1: Real estate. <laughs> no, that's what I was hoping for. <laughs> All right. Um now it's this is gonna be fun. JT and I worked together for a few years. Uh, we also were panelists uh, recently on real estate investing, and we had different parts of that. We'll talk about real estate investing in a little bit. JT is an expert on flips, and um, I was dubbed as a, uh, well, a practitioner, anyway, of long-term investing, so (laughs) we'll we'll go through all of that. Um, How how long have you been in real estate, JT? So
0: just past the 10-year mark. Okay. Yeah, I got the license 10 years ago and um, got my broker's license three years ago, but been in some form of real estate now with buying and selling to flipping and rentals for 10 years now.
1: Mm -hmm. And I remember about 10 years ago, um, I got beat out on this listing over on North Bond (laughs) and by some kid named JT. And it's like, what? How could this happen? All right. Now I don't feel so bad as I get to know you. Yeah.
0: I wanted to say it was my expert listing presentation, but I think I, I had a leg up on you that uh, I was the neighbor to that that house. Oh,
1: <laughs> no wonder. It, <laughs> hey, it all makes sense now. <laughs> so you remember that.
0: I remember <laughs> going up against Mr. Scordino.
1: <laughs> all right. So I want to go back to our goal because I would like to keep some calmness. Uh, in our uh, amongst our um, our people out there uh, so that people don't panic and we're hearing statistics that are just outrageous Uh, I had one where it's like uh, uh, they said in the Bay Area price reductions are rampant and and um, people of having to lower their price 200, 300,000. well, shoot, that's the price of a house over here <laughs> in the Central Valley. Um, and, and they were the ones too, that would list something at 1.2 million and get 1.4 million. Right. Did you ever see something that drastic here?
0: No. I mean, we had a crazy market, but not $300,000 price swings.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to get 20,000 over. Right. W- was was high. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. I mean, it, at the peak of everything last year, at least with the most competitive, you know, you're seeing 20 offers and you know, you got to go over and it's just being driven up, driven up. And so for realtors, when we would go to take a listing, comps almost didn't matter anymore. It's like, what was the last highest sale? Okay, well, let's start right there. Go a little above that and we'll be finish higher than that. Mm-hmm. And so now it's you're seeing price reductions, I, I think, because you actually have to take into account the market. It's not just inflated and going to go up anymore because
1: there's a ton of buyers
0: driving up prices.
1: And I think you just nailed it as far as uh, price adjustments, price reductions. When you said during that hot period, you took the last highest comp and then you went a little above that. Well, now maybe the price adjustments are you're getting rid of the a little above that. Right. And and going to the last highest comp. Exactly. Which is how things are normal. (laughs) Should be, yes. Yeah. (laughs) I'd like to say, you know, on the freeway, driving 70 miles an hour is normal. We were driving 90 to 100 for a while. Yeah. We've slowed down to what? Probably 80, 75.
0: Which is perfect pace. You can't sprint forever. You know, we've got to, we're still moving forward and there's still progress and the market's still doing fine, but you can't keep that high pace sprint for, you know, year over year on end.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then sometimes when people look at stats, they're, they're making bad comparisons. Like I always thought it was the wrong thing to do to compare anything to March of 2020. Right <laughs> or April of twenty twenty. Right, because that was so impacted by the sh- stay-at-home order, the shelter-in-place. Yeah. So anyway, because this is the um, uh, um, end of six months, I, I I pulled some stats here. Like to get your comment on it. Sure. The number of solds for the first six months of twenty twenty two is right at forty two hundred last year for the same period of time it was higher it was 4458 but then you go back a year earlier here we are comparing 2020 again but it was only 3800 but in 2019 it was 3900 so this year we're still above normal right although it's down from last year
0: yeah we're still right in line i mean that's not giant swings you know, from one year to the next. But we're still, uh, I mean, healthy and and moving forward from where we were with 2020. And then even just a slightly down from last year.
1: Mm -hmm. And I like how you say that, that works. We're healthy. How how would you describe a healthy market?
0: (laughs) One that's uh, not lopsided. We're coming from one that was extremely lopsided, leaning toward the seller. The seller you know, it could uh, stick up its nose at, at any buyer coming through the house. And uh, you had to offer your firstborn with with offers, you know, if you even <laughs> wanted to be considered. Um, now it's something that there's give and take. It's a true negotiation and realtors need to go back to work. You know, we can uh, actually do our jobs instead of just trying to guess at how high we can go and, and what can we uh, turn over to the other side to make our offer look attractive.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the sellers have to price it properly again. Right. And more importantly, they have to present it properly.
0: Yeah. Roll out something that I like to call the realtor welcome mat. Ah, (laughs) where'd you get that from? (laughs) I uh, had this guy giving a presentation a few years back and uh, thought I'd make some notes on it. He he said some good key points I'd
1: like to keep. All right. Man, that guy must be worth listening to. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Now, here, here is a change between the last few years. Our median sale price, and now this is for Fresno County, and this is for single-family planned unit developments, which are really single-family, and condominiums. Um, uh, so houses. Anyway, the median sales price right now for the first six months of the year sits at 405000 that is up quite a bit from last year, 346,000, which is up quite a bit from 2020 of 290. Are, are you seeing that out there or does that sound accurate? Or
0: Yeah, absolutely. We had, I mean, incredible growth. It goes back to what I was saying. You can't keep up that sprint. The market just on the last two years going from 290 to a 405 price point is just something that shouldn't happen over a two-year period. And mm-hmm. that is now the new market standard or average, and there's no reason it should change with the amount of inventory and and people still in the market, um, but the the sprint is definitely slowed. We're getting to that point where we're getting a little winded and jogging now instead of that high pace sprint.
1: Okay, and I like the I like your what's it called a metaphor, or, uh, or an analogy. Yeah, yeah, you can't sprint forever. Right. So, um, see, that's the difference between me and you. I, I put my analogies in terms of driving, you know, <laughs> miles per hour. You're doing it as far as running. <laughs> you are half my age, though. Yeah, to be fair. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but what, what's funny is it still, uh, it still takes just as long to sell a home t- today. So the first six months days on the market is eight days. Last year it was seven. Um, It's almost the same. Yeah.
0: People always need to buy and sell. It's, you know, even if uh, things change and we have a lot of conservative buyers, a lot of fearful buyers with what's going on in the media and um, people still have to buy and sell. You relocate, you get divorced, you step up in life, you move down, you change. And so there's just still not enough houses out there. And with the amount of people living their life, we're just over a week on days on market with housing.
1: I can just see the news report now saying that uh, in 2022, for the first six months of the year, it took 15% longer to sell a home. home. It went from seven days to eight days. (laughs) That's
0: right. You can make numbers say anything. And that's what's happening right now is fear and panic drives the media.
1: You know, I really thought you'd jump on that and say, Don, that's not 15%, that's (laughs) 12.5%. But you didn't. So, with that, we are going to go to our first commercial break. But stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 (laughs) KYNO. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and we now have a new guest in in here. She's going to help out J.T. Contrastano because, you know, maybe he doesn't know everything, right? So his wife, Vanessa Contrastano, does. That's right.
2: Thanks for having me, Don.
1: Oh, you're welcome. I'm really excited to have you on here because we used to work together and you were one of my favorite people.
2: Oh, feelings mutual. All right.
1: Um, So the two of you have formed a team, which is a good thing since you're married, but uh, (laughs) uh, where you flip houses. Mm -hmm. Could one of you give me a, give us all a, what is involved in flipping a house and what are your expectations?
0: Sure. So it's kind of become a passion for us. Like we like to go in and basically take it from where it's at and then turn out that finished product Um, for us we got into real estate like most people just enjoying looking at nice homes and then and for clients you find a lot of ugly homes and through the ugly homes uh, as a realtor sitting out at open houses or hearing clients give their feedback oh i wish this was different or if we could change this uh, really sparked our interest and how could we make that happen could we could we do that and make those changes and um, that's what kind of really drew us to it and Found a passion in doing so,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. and and that is a term you hear so often as buyers walk through a home. It's like, oh my God, this needs to have the the whole kitchen ripped out. (laughs) The popcorn has to go. It's like, no, 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 it's there for the movies. (laughs) Good good acoustics, right? That's right. Yeah. Oh, you thought I meant eating? No, no, (laughs) it's there for the good acoustics. Um, So is. Is that the kind of things you guys change?
0: Yeah, it really depends on the house in the area. Um, we like, fortunately now we're we're doing a lot more high end flips, which we're kind of scaling back on just with the the current shift. Um, but if the house is you know a, a nice median ranged house, then we keep it to the neighborhood. But um, Vanessa always tries to do them like we're living there is how kind of how we scale it out.
2: That's my main goal is I envision myself living in the property and I think what would I want? What does the buyer want? People love kitchens and they love master bathrooms. Like that's where, that's, that's where a lot of the money goes. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And, and those are the two expensive ones. Right. Change kitchens <laughs> and around bathrooms. plumbing. Yeah, Yeah. yeah yeah so um and i like what you say about you got to scale it to the area um yeah if you were buying a if you were selling a home where the average price out there is hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars, i would imagine you've got to be a little more careful yeah, the, uh, on what you spend right, right.
0: the imported marble is not getting used on on that house mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah <laughs> right Okay, so at what price point do you go to the imported marble?
0: <laughs> we, uh, so we started on one we're working on now or just actually finished up um, that we put in a lot of high, high-end finishes and uh, just listed over a million dollars. That was our biggest flip today.
1: I saw that when I was looking through MLS yesterday. Yeah. That's over on West Alluvial. Yeah. 30s. 3671
0: West Alluvial. We'll actually be there doing an open house today. Okay. 12 to 2.
1: 12 to 2. I'm going to be in the area so are you mm-hmm. having food? <laughs> or you all have food, <laughs> anything to get you there, Don? <laughs> well, all right. Um All right. So,
2: uh
1: how long does a flip process take? Let, and let's I'm sure it depends on the price point. Right. Right. So, let's take this one. You're in the million dollar range, so um, how long is this process
0: this one was a lot longer process for us we went uh, right around six months in the total renovation part of that was we purchased it just before the holidays of last year so a lot of our subs and contractors uh, you know all, everybody disappears and goes on vacation so we lost about a month's timeline uh, four to six weeks right there with just guys not being able to be scheduled or being gone. Um, but then past that, you know, we moved walls, we raised a few beams, uh, material is extremely hard at the time to, to get in. And, um, thankfully it all fell together with the the new year and got everybody in there, but it was a longer flip with the higher end homes. It's it, they take a little bit longer. There's more care, more detail that has to be done.
1: That does have to be frustrating. Um, timing everything because one subcontractor is running two weeks behind, but it's like they got to go first, not the others.
0: He's the bottleneck. If he's not, yeah, it's like uh, you know, sheetrock. If the sheetrock's not done, well, painter's not coming in. The you know, the finished plumbing or electrical is not being done. It's so it's one guy can hold up a project and begging and pleading to to get pushed to the head of his workload.
1: So, do you have multiple subs? Thankfully, we do. Um,
0: we have multiple, but going through COVID and then with what happened uh, with you know, guys not wanting to work, we had to rescale through our people. We had to go back and and really find some new new guys because we lost about half the crew we normally use for flips. And then, um, you know, Vanessa and I had three different houses going at the same time. So only having one or two guys in the trade really kind of bottlenecked us even further because it's like, well, which project do we want them at at this this Mm -hmm. point?
1: Wow, three at one time. Now that would be tricky. So which one of you is the uh, coordinator?
2: I definitely let JT take the reins as to coordinating, like who's going when, but I'm picking everything. So from flooring to paint to light fixtures, plumbing, I'm picking all the finished stuff.
1: Good. So you pick the colors? Mm -hmm. Okay, (laughs) good. Because I remember when I worked with JT one time, I had to tell him, JT, your shirt doesn't match your pants. <laughs> well, now we're married, so it does. Those colors get picked, too. <laughs> and ironically, you were wearing this pretty much the same thing I was that day. <laughs> All right. Um, so have you ever done a flip where it was a minimal flip? basically just paint and carpet
0: yeah thankfully those are a lot easier a lot more fun um and truly the word flip is how we associate those uh, you know you can be in and out of those in three weeks mm-hmm. three to four weeks just turn and burn
1: turn and burn okay <laughs> now do you guys watch those flip and flop shows on tv is this where you get your ideas actually no oh good
2: so the funny the funny part is like People always call us Chip and Joanna, like we're like the Fresno Chip and Joanna, because we're a redhead and an Asian. <laughs> and I always tell people, HGTV doesn't want us. They already had Chip and Joanna, so we got to start the reboot. We got this yeah, we got to <laughs> we got to have a new we got to have a new something. I don't know.
1: <laughs> all right. Um, I had a client ask me one time if I watch all those uh, home shows and and all that. It's like no. I, I, I live the real life. Yeah. <laughs> I Wanna don't need to see- come
0: home and put it on. <laughs> okay,
1: exactly. So. Um, all right. So how how do you pick what's a good potential flip?
2: The ugliest house on the block. <laughs> mm-hmm. Usually
0: well, the ugliest house in the nicest neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, walking through the, the thing for us is it's got to have a, a flow or a feel it's kind of like that intangible. It has to be laid out right or have the potential for us to move walls to make it right. Um, and then neighborhoods are big. We, we really focus on what we call renovations. Um, flip is just such a dirty word because of what we were talking about, those turn and burn type projects, mm-hmm. uh, which are fun, but any Joe Schmo can do it, and most of them do. And so you see all the, all the work that was done with, you know, paint overspray and uh, just terrible tile or, or color choices. So, we like to really stay into the nicer neighborhoods where you have to be detailed and pick nice custom finishes and, and choices.
1: So, nowadays, you know, granite, uh, Italian marble is all <laughs> really in. How about if you find a home in, the, in a neighborhood full of 1950 homes that have the blue tile in the bathrooms? Maybe pink tile in the bathrooms, but that was part of the character, the character of it. How do you make that decision to keep it or?
2: It's a hard decision. Sometimes it's if it fits the house, I'll consider keeping it and just changing out paint and fixtures to make it look like it belongs. Mm -hmm. And then I always look at what the comps are doing too. So if the comps are everyone's taking out the blue tile and the pink tile, then we're, we're taking it out to you. Mm-hmm.
0: Sometimes you can complement what's there with, uh, like she said, different color choices or staging and, and how do you pull out the character and charm? Cause you don't want to take away from what the house is. Uh, but at the same time, you don't want to just stick in a bunch of new finishes that, you know, change the feel of it.
1: Yeah. Because some homes sell because they have that, that mid-century feel to it yeah for sure for a- and sure. it's in a mid-century neighborhood right so yeah to to make it look like a 2022 home might not be a good idea right,
0: right. sometimes the the quirks and the character is what actually draws people to the house All mm-hmm. all right so um
1: boy so that's a tough balancing act it have you ever lost on a uh on one where where maybe you overthought it and and did too much right thankfully
0: knock on wood not not yet we uh we did in our our current house we definitely uh i set out as what i thought we were going to flip that house and just do a really nice remodel um and then we ended up the more more we did do it the more we loved it and so we just kept improving improving and over improving and Fortunately, now the market has carried it far past. You know all the all the money that I thought we'd never see it again. But but you chose to live in it. But we chose to live in it during Mm -hmm. uh, the COVID lockdown.
2: We were never leaving that house.
0: Yeah, Ah. (laughs) Vanessa from (laughs) from the point of buying it was you know was not selling that one. Uh, But to me, I I kept up the good fight for about six months with the renovation, going, Oh no, this is going to be a perfect renovation. We'll sell this one and we'll be on to the next and. Mm -hmm yeah, COVID helps solidify. It's like, oh, this is a very really nice place to be stuck in. We like it.
1: Okay. Well, thank you. Well, when we get back from our next commercial break, we're going to do a little bit more on real estate investing. So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940-KYNO. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And here in the studio, we have Vanessa and J.T. Contrastano. And they are uh, home flippers and and real estate brokers. Yeah. Okay. And um, been in the business over 10 years. So I'd say you've seen a thing or two.
0: (laughs) thing or two, Yeah. Real quick, uh, Vanessa's number is actually one off from mine. We got licensed at the exact same time. Really? Yes.
2: He's one number before me, unfortunately. I was actually done and I was like, huh, let me just go back real quick. And then I see him walking up to leave and I was like, dang it.
0: She was, (laughs) she was very sweet and tried to wait for me to finish at the uh, real estate exam because she didn't want me to be nervous. And instead, uh, you know, as soon as I was done, I jetted out. of <laughs> Because
1: exactly. you were nervous.
0: I was nervous. <laughs>
1: you would have bet money you flunked, right? That's right. <laughs> now, you two knew one another back then.
2: Yes, you, yes. Yeah, okay.
0: back then and six six years prior to that, we met, uh, we met, we were high school sweethearts, actually.
1: Oh, all right. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. All these years I've known you and you never told me that. <laughs> All right, let's get back to flipping homes. Got to be an interesting job, but uh, I would imagine you win some, you could lose some. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Um, And market shifts have a lot to do with it. Um, I remember that I bought a flip house back in 2007, and uh, God, I just thought it was a tremendous buy. Uh, When I ran across it, the listing agent told me we need to we lower the price big time because we need to sell the house today. I said, "Okay, I'll buy it today. (laughs) Then I went to my son who had just turned 18. He was looking for a job. And I said, hey, why don't you go in partners with me on this thing? He looks at me like partners with my dad. I don't think so. You know, that's that look on his face. I threw some numbers out there of what could happen and or what my plan was, and he said, 25000 each, I'm in. <laughs> he was all excited. I said, yeah, but be careful, you know, because things could change. Things happen. Uh, this could happen. That could happen. Th- something unforeseen. And I loved what he said. I said, Stephen, we could lose money. He goes, "Uh, humor me. What happens then? (laughs) Because he probably had like $5 in his pocket to his name. I said, I'll cover it this time. But I think I'm pretty confident we're going to do it. (sighs) Well, things happen. I messed up on the roof. I did not see a problem up there, which is proof. You should always, always, always get a home inspection get get a professional out there to look things over. Right. Um, that that was my mistake. <clears throat> I also had a subcontractor that took way too long to get out there. I think he had covid back in 2007. Yeah. He just... <laughs> <laughs> He was ahead of his time. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Anyway, and by then the market had had changed a lot. We got when we sold it, we came out ahead, but we got $4,000 each not $25,000 each and I still remember my 18 year old son looking at his escrow check for $4,000 saying what was the point of this whole stupid house anyway <laughs> <laughs> so talk about disappointment
0: Yeah, <laughs> I can absolutely understand for an 18 year old to see all that money and then uh, be subject to <laughs>
1: <laughs> right
0: a fifth of it yeah
1: um, and basically, he got that for pulling weeds. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so um, going back to flipping, how how do you finance all this? Because those are some big numbers. Yeah. So
0: each project's obviously different, and one person, no matter who you are, can only leverage out so far. So um, we use you know, creative financing for some of our deals, traditional financing in the market we were just coming from with extremely low interest rates. Uh, with our two big flips, we went you know, just traditional financing and then brought on partners uh, to help us with it. And the partners has been a kind of a fun and interesting situation. Fortunately, we've been blessed with some great partners, but uh, for people listening, thinking they may wanna tackle flips, uh, remember, partnerships are extremely easy to create; they're very hard to get out of. So, it's choosing that that right lifetime partner or lifetime of the flip, uh, which I've been blessed with.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, it, and I heard a good one about picking a partner. It's uh, in business, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, and that is you you each have to have different strengths. Yeah, their strength has to complement your weakness and vice versa. Right. Um, So, you know, maybe I I had a great partner on some flips I did back prior to 2007. Uh, He, the guy knew everybody. Uh, I mean, he knew the right plumber, the right gardener, the right everything. Right. He was great. And then, of course, I knew the market. I knew uh, values and our strengths just helped.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's one of those things, creating partnerships, you know, generally the reason is somebody has knowledge, money, or skills, and that's a good reason to get into a partnership with somebody Mm -hmm. where people fail, in my opinion, is, you know, they meet somebody and get really jazzed. Oh, you like guitars? I like guitars. Let's start a partnership. (laughs) It doesn't, you know, it doesn't work out. There's no reason for you to bring on somebody who's not going to help the yin and yang benefit the other side for you to
1: move forward. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy I'm talking about he I sold him a fourplex and uh, it was going to be cash closed in 10 days uh, subject to his interior inspection well we got the interior inspection and he goes you know this one's not for me he goes because it's it's not going to take any of my talents it's just basically paint and carpet there was nothing big about it except that Every rental agreement was verbal, not in writing. All the rents were extremely low. It, it, he said, why don't you go in partners with me he, because i I don't know I don't have the r- rental expertise that you do, and he's and you know that ended up being the best partnership. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. His wife even said, you need to be best friends with Don. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the first time anybody's ever said that? Uh, the only time, too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, come on. I'm supposed to be picking on you. Yeah. I'm the host here. <laughs> um, all right. So partnerships are important for the money part of it, too. Um, what? Okay. Let's go to the anatomy of a home. Let's t- I'm going to take a f- uh, $405,000 price range because that's our median price right now. Mm-hmm. So let's say it's got a, let's say the home was built in 1970, Yeah. kitchen's original. What, what's that going to take to uh, redo the kitchen? What, what would you be doing to it?
0: so it would be one of the things would be looking at the the kind of comps surrounding that area generally for the price price point of that uh, it's your house is more around fresno state which is an area i love i think there's so much to do with those homes um, lived in a house over by state for a number of years but for the kitchen remodel something there it's going to depend on comps with cabinets cabinets are the biggest thing with a kitchen so do you invest the money to rip out the entire kitchen and put in new cabinets? Or is this one where we can just do new countertops, you know, quartzite and beautiful backsplash and appliances? The remodel ranges truly anywhere from about 8000 to 20000 on a house um, at that price point, that size, and in those areas. Again, the cabinets are going to be the biggest factor. And then relaying out, do we move a wall while we're doing cabinets or do we just simply go in and... Um, you know, kind of cosmetically change what's here.
1: So you're saying 8000 to 20000 for a kitchen? Correct, yeah. Okay, Let, let's take a typical bathroom in that price range.
0: Yeah, so bathroom in that price range, uh, hall bath, we figure roughly 5000 to $7,500. Um, master, we always go 7500 because you try and do a little bit nicer in, in some respects and uh you know your basic vanity and you know half bath you can probably get away with two to three thousand so for the three bathroom house you know you're right around uh, you know 12 to 15 total with everything
1: so vanessa in that style of home so many times the hall bath only had a bathtub right shower right and the master had just a A shower shower stall And you said you like to envision if you live there. How Do you change that stuff?
2: So for the hall bath, I always make sure it has the tub and shower combo. Bathtubs, for a lot of people, are not being used anymore. So having just the shower stall in the master is okay. We usually try to at least raise the ceiling because most of those have, like, really tiny ceilings. And they feel like... A little cave shower <laughs> in those in that in that era. So, uh, not doing not adding a bathtub to the master usually unless it's already there. We'll update what's there, and then the hall bath always leaving a bathtub just because I'm also envision like a family. They need a place to bathe their kids, so we always leave at least one bathtub in the house. Yeah.
1: Okay. Fair enough. Um, that sounds good. Let's turn to landscaping. How does that help on a flip?
0: Yeah, landscaping, uh, it's that immediate drive up. You gotta have the curb appeal. So it's one of those things that you wanna be able to grab a buyer's attention um, just just by driving by. So trees must be trimmed, the kind of lush, mature landscape. We, we prefer to really dial back and have it be clean, simple, um you know have make sure the grass is green and we laid wood chips sod mulch you know whatever's uh, kind of needed but you don't want to over invest because people forget as soon as they walk into the house and they are attracted to what vanessa mentioned earlier that kitchen and the master bathroom they want to see the nice finishes there so um you know obviously you'd love to just improve 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 because there's always something to be done with the house but at some point, you have to figure out where's our, where's our stopping point because it's got to be worth our time so we don't end up with a $4,000 check and saying, why did we do this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, as my son did. <laughs> I, hey, I was just happy to get out of there alive because, um, you know, I was the one who told him, don't worry if there's a loss, I'll cover it. So I had to right. cover both sides of the loss but only get half of any profit. (laughs) Half the profit, yeah. Boy, I was a good partner in there. Absolutely. But see, there we complimented one another. Yeah. I had the money, he didn't. That brings my next thought,
0: Don. We should probably do one together if you're still throwing out those kind of deals. Love to partner with you on the
1: flip. (laughs) Um, No, I learned my lesson. I don't make (laughs) those kind of deals anymore. All right, with that, we are going to our next commercial break. So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940-KYNO. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and here in the studio with us today on this 4th of July holiday, um, this great American holiday, is J.T. Contrastano, and Vanessa Contrastano and um, we've been talking about flips the two of them have done uh, many a flip together but you're also active in the market so because not only do you list and sell your own homes but uh, you do that for clientele also
0: yeah we help uh, help clients buy and sell and keep us keep us busy while we're not flipping
1: there you go (laughs) now Speaking of staying busy, you recently were a guest panelist um, for the Young Professionals Network of the Fresno Association of Realtors. Tell us about that. That was a fun experience. Um, they asked
0: us to come on and we were the, the panelists for the flipping and renovation section and um, got to work with you as uh, side by side as they had you on for the rentals. Um, and then, obviously, Darren and Cam Wade was the, the other panelists who was talking about Airbnb, which I thought was a great decision by YPN um, with the different avenues and the, the things that you can achieve with real estate. Um, especially in a shifting market like this, people you know, wonder, why are you still flipping? Um, you know, everybody's doom and gloom and fear. The sky is falling. Well, it's, it's not. You know, Warren Buffett buys stocks every day. And so as long as you're buying at the right price and you have a general sense of what you're doing, um, you know, you can still go on about your daily life and living. But I thought that to get back to the YPN panel, if a flip were to ever go wrong and it's not the right time to turn, turn around and put the property on the market, you have outs. Real estate is not or just a plan one. B or a plan B. You have, it's not a one trick pony. You can turn the property into a rental or an Airbnb. You don't just have to turn around and sell it at a loss. You know, none of it matters until you go to sell. So there's no reason to freak out about watching the Zillow's estimate jump up and down daily.
1: Yeah. Um, And I have a couple of rentals right now that are long term rentals or I'm keeping them long term. But I originally bought them as a flip Um, and then just decided for one reason or another, whether it be the market or whether it be that, man, this place looks pretty nice now. I think I'll keep it. Yeah. Yeah. it, and that happened on one that I bought in the Tower District. Nice. It, um, and it's turned out to be a fantastic long-term rental for me. So, uh, yeah, that's right. Going back to this panel, though, how is it, evolved? we had four speakers up there, Darren and Cam Wade, you and I. Yeah. How is it that you got the feature seat? You were right in the middle, kind of <laughs> like you were the keynote speaker. Why is that?
0: I I just lucked out with the way they brought us on stage. You know, I got to push my chair a little bit higher and, and further in front. I, I just lucked out.
1: Yeah, and I was way <laughs> off to the side, almost <laughs> fell off the edge of the stage. I saw him keep moving the banner over,
0: kind of in front of you. I was wondering what was going on with that.
1: <laughs> All right, um, but I, I once again, I got to hand it to the organizers of that because. It showed what can be done with a real estate investment. You have options. right? Airbnb flips long-term investments.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. So many avenues with real
1: estate. Yeah. And of course, you may go into one with plan A is to uh, turn it into an Airbnb, but you end up flipping it or vice versa. So yeah, a lot there
0: airbnb's numbers are down like 17 percent right now from the previous year and so that's a great point is that you could all of a sudden decide that airbnb is not something we like to do and it's time we put it on the market and see a return maybe spruce it up a little bit more or just turn it into a traditional rental and not have to worry about the daily bookings
1: now i don't know where you get your stats is this like seven down 17 percent? is this like eight days to seven days. That's right.
0: (laughs) It's a quick on the spot Google search. (laughs) Okay.
1: Why would you say it's down? So I think
0: maybe a number of reasons people are now feeling the the shift and that, um, you know, they're not, not out there taking so many vacations or they're going back to booking hotels. But really the biggest thing I know for Fresno and why it's down is the market's become saturated. A lot of people are now doing Airbnb and heard about the great returns from those early investors that started doing it. And with so many people in the market offering Airbnb, it's gonna really suppress the amount of people who are actually booking.
1: I love what you said about it's supply and demand. Yes. So it sounds like there's more supply coming in the demand is lower from what you said, uh, because of travel costs and such. So yeah, that, that will affect price. Um, and same thing that's pretty much what caused the rapid rise in price prices of homes. We had a lower demand, excuse me. We had a lower supply because any builder will tell you they're overregulated. Right. Um, by by state laws local ordinances then you had a overwhelming demand because of extremely low and artificial interest rates right and i say artificial interest rates because they were purposely held down to help the economy get through covid
0: yeah a tough time
1: yeah um so really in fact here i'm going to give my opinion we'll see if The two of you share it. I I believe interest rates now that are in the fives and even sixes are more normal than when they were in the twos and threes.
2: For sure. For sure. And we've talked about this recently is that our generation is actually really spoiled and they expected a two and a 3% interest rate. And so we have a lot of friends right now that are like five and six, like we're just going to keep renting. We're not going to buy. That's so high. And it's like, our parents, at some points, were purchasing homes at a 17, 20% interest rate. So 5 and 6 is nothing to panic about. It's just normal.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What What's your thought on that, JT? Yeah. 100- are, are we more normal now than before?
0: I 100% agree with that. I, I mean, who doesn't want a 2% interest rate? Um, but at the same time, you had a lot of people who were buying just because... Why not, you know, that they now can and not necessarily should have been. Um, With the interest rates where they're at, you're seeing people who are truly like looking to purchase, who've thought it through and want to actually own real estate. Um, But it's a a far cry from exactly what Vanessa was saying with the high interest rates of previous generations.
1: Mm -hmm. And the great thing is they are fixed interest rates. So you know, in the year 2037, what your housing cost is going to be, right?
2: Right.
1: Uh, ooh, I saw an article the other day about adjustable rates are becoming popular again. Okay, to all our listeners, be careful on that. An adjustable rate mortgage is a good mortgage for a certain small percentage of people, but uh, hey, if you want to know what your if you're buying long term and you want to uh, y- y- you want to know what your payment's going to be. That fixed rate's probably the way the way to go. Right. right, right. So, I'd like to ask both of you for. We'll start with Vanessa. What, what, um, what do you want our listeners to remember most about today's show about the flipping?
2: Just that um, when you when the listeners are going into a house that's been flipped, they can tell the difference between a flip and a renovation. In my opinion, a flip usually is gonna be something that they just slap paint on, they just slapped in flooring. But a renovation, like what we're doing, it's higher end, it's taken six plus months, and it's been thought through.
1: All right, JT, same question.
0: Yeah, I think Vanessa really nailed it. Um, You always wanna do your inspections in the front end when you're flipping, but for the buyers in the back end, for sure do your inspections because there's a lot of things that people will do to cut corners when they get midway into it and try and save on costs. And with flippers uh, looking to still make a profit, they'll cut corners. So you want to find somebody who's, you know, using a a true contractor and calling it a a renovation or a remodel, not just a cheap turn-and-burn-flip, lipstick-on-a-pig
1: type house. All right. And the thing I want everybody to remember most about today's discussion is our local market is far different than every other parts of the country. Michigan, New Jersey, Florida. So talk to your local realtor to find out what's going on locally. And uh, something that Vanessa said earlier, even though you didn't use these words, but when you're renting, that's 100% interest. Right. Yes. 6% interest is kind of normal, not yep. as low as two or 3%, but still better than that 100%. Right,
0: sure. time in the market is always better than timing the market.
1: Yeah. Well, I wanna thank both of you for coming in today. I'll see you at your open house over at 36... 3761 West Deluvial. All right, very good. Thank you, and thank you to all our listeners uh, for tuning in every Saturday. We sure appreciate you.
0: Tom, thank you so much.